Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Testing. Hello, hello, hello. I think it works. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we'll kind of aim it towards us, but yeah, I think it works. All right, guys. Uh, hey, it's a little, I'm in a kimono. It is, uh, oh, sorry, I just sprayed you. It's late at night. Uh, uh, we, I'm Bert Christ. God damn it, you know who I am. Uh, I'm in Okinawa. Japan with my buddy Paul, who's also the uh, producer on my TV show, uh, executive producer Paul Baldwin. Google him. Uh, but yeah, and so you won't find much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are sitting out here outside my hotel room. I thought I thought it would be. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, can I tell you something real quick? And I know I'm spiraling a little bit. And you have there's a, a Wilco or not Wilco. Um, Blind Melon. I'm obsessed with Blind Melon. There's a song that Shannon Hoon sings on the final al- album. I think it's maybe it's super. It's uh, but it's like life ain't so shitty. And I was obsessed with that in college because I could hear the stuff going on in the background. And he he like sung it. And in my imagination, and I told Leanne this the other day. In my imagination, it was him on a balcony in New York, just writing music because everyone had gone to sleep, and that's where he could tape. And he was driving everyone nuts. That's why I it played so much into it. So I always kind of like doing stuff like that. So that's what I feel like we're doing right now. We're in Okinawa. Hopefully you can hear the ocean surf. It was rough waves today. Very rough waves. And uh, we went scuba diving. Paul? And uh, dragon boat racing, which was uh, maybe... Well, I thought uh, we were going to... We should maybe harp a little bit on how aggressive the scuba diving was. Oh, the, the scuba diving. With the six-foot swells, I would oh, say. Oh, come on. No. For like... In a but lake. remember, a six-foot swell is like a twelve-foot. No, 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 no. Up it's, and down. But it's it's bottom of the ocean to the top, right? Bottom of the ocean. No, no, top? you're right. Maybe it was six-foot swells, <laughs> but they were six aggressive. Six-foot swells, aggressive. Did you get sick? I got seasick. Everyone got seasick. We got into the ocean. We went in with whale sharks. It was pretty amazing. It's on Trip Flip, and that's the whole reason I'm doing this podcast. This is my Trip Flip promo for the year. I'll probably do a couple more, hopefully, if this works out. Obviously, today's episode is with Peter Jackson. What you're hearing today is the full interview that we did on Trip with Peter Jackson. Uh, the reason I'm allowed to play this is that initially we were going to do a podcast with Peter Jackson. And so everyone signed off on it. Everyone was cool with it. And then Peter Jackson was so fucking cool. He just kind of rolled in and no one had to do anything and no one set up mics. Although we were all mic'd. And he hung out with us for 42 minutes. And so uh, so everyone was fine with me posting a podcast already. So we're posting the podcast to promote this Sunday, Trip Flip, New Zealand. It is a full-on Hobbit adventure. It is uh, promoting their new their new movie, movie uh, uh, f- you can check online and find out where that is god damn it we talk about i talk about it in the thing i'm i've been drinking it's in japan it's our rap night we've been celebrating uh we went and had amazing sushi and squid and uh i had ink all in my mouth and tom segura is the first person that ever did sushi. ink squid uh pasta so i kept tweeting him and texting him nonstop, going guess what i was eating and everyone just took off with that uh but uh but so yeah it's uh this is a trip flip Special is someone at the front door, and um, and if you like it, there will be more of them. And if you don't like it, don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> like just keep it to yourself. We did a great one with this fucking Zen Buddhist monk that I kept saying in the middle. Paul, can I post this a podcast? And of course, we got to go up the uh, chain. I want to thank every. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is what I want to say. Oh, I wish I had Marika's number. Um, you keep talking. I'm going to go check the door. Okay, I think okay. Kristen's here. 
Um, I'll be right back. Marika. I shouldn't say her name, but Marika is my friend. She also works for Travel Channel. She posted an amazing video we shot uh, at Peter Jackson's, uh, uh, at Weta Studios, that is my audition reel for Peter Jackson. Oh, Kristen just showed up with a guitar. And and, uh, I wanted to post the full video. The full video is hilarious. They posted what was (laughs) acceptable uh, to a company. But the full video is even better. So I'm trying to get everyone to... to just, you can find Marika. Marika's on my... I follow her on Instagram. I follow her on Twitter. You can find her. It's, it's Marika. Gotta see the full video, though. Yeah, you gotta see the full video. It's hilarious. Is that Saki? Yeah. Cold? Uh-huh. Nice. So it's our wrap night. This is how we do it. We're very responsible all week round. And then when we wrap an episode, we have a travel day. We have a rest day. And we kind of go hard in the paint. So uh, Kristen just showed up. Do you want to say something, Kristen? Oh, so, such a great podcast guest. <laughs> Kristen? What? Well, I was knocking for five fucking minutes, and no one answered, apparently because you were on your balcony enjoying this beautiful breeze and the sound of the ocean of Okinawa. Fuck. And that's strong sake. Are you certain that's sake? Yeah. <laughs> that's aggressive. That is a, oh, God, that's aggressive. That is like an aggressive sake, okay? I'm saying aggressive a lot of it. Hey. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Oh, Rob's over there on balcony number five. <laughs> uh, Rob, our drone operator, <laughs> is on, on the next balcony over. So apparently our talking woke him up. Oh, my God, that is not comfortable. Why? No, it's not. That is how sake tastes here in Okinawa. No. Oh. Not as smooth as you think. Oh, that's a horrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) That is a horrible idea. It's not horrible. Oh, God. That's that's a shot of booze. This is real. This is real sake here from Okinawa. Like, they don't water this shit down. I like to water down better. Oh, well, we had one of the greatest moments. We won't make the show. I know it, but uh, we were on that. Um, we were on a on a boat down a river in uh, Rick, uh, Raikou. Uh, 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 we went. What was this? Where were we yesterday? God damn it! <laughs> hey, look, here's the deal. If you're like, if you're like, Bert's a horrible travel channel host because you can't remember anything, and everyone else wrote remembered things. That's because you're hearing it when they remembered it, when they knew what they were going to say. Uh, we travel. Uh, we traveled throughout Japan. Japan to uh, 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 what was the name of the city? When yesterday? Yeah. When we were okay, so we went from Tokyo to where? Tokyo to Raiko. Kyoto. 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 We went to a Raiko. We were in Okinawa. This is not just your average travel yeah. show where you're in one. And by the way, if you're wondering foreign. when this ends, uh, I don't know. But what I do know is that our interview with Peter Jackson is 42 minutes. So take a look at the end of the podcast and just swipe back 42 minutes, and that's when it starts. Um, some things you should know before you hear the Peter Jackson interview. Number one, I am dressed as Gandalf. Not kind of, but genuinely by his makeup office, by the makeup studio there. I you am, look like the, Gandalf. I am dressed as Gandalf. And my mustache is connected to the glue that's connected to my lip. So I can't... I sound weird. I sound like I'm going on dish the whole time. Because, uh... Because I, uh... We didn't have time to do it the way they'd normally do it. So they just had to spearmint glue it on. Uh, what else you should know is that... This interview starts with Peter Jackson walking in the room. Uh, Augustine... the best is, part of it is that Augustine, our traveler, doesn't know... Augustine and Cynthia do not know that Peter Jackson's entered the room and they're in hobbit feet and they're just talking to everyone around and they don't even realize it's Peter Jackson for the first solid They don't realize minute. it's him because they haven't looked that direction. Yeah, they haven't they're, looked they're, that they're, direction. They're, they're yeah. looking at you and the makeup artist. Augustine is a hardcore uh, Lord of the Rings uh, hobbit, a, a hardcore fan. He also works, and you'll learn all this in the episode this Sunday at 8 o'clock, on Travel Channel, but he is a he works in uh, in uh, in digital in uh, effects digital effects in Hollywood, and so Weta was one of his dreams. It's it, we met him at Comic Con. 
and it is one of his dreams. You'll learn this on the episode. Watch the episode Sunday night on Travel Channel at 8 p.m. 7 Central. It is a full hour of, and if you're a fan of The Hobbit at all, this will blow your mind. And uh, I guess I'm, I'm sinking the lead. What's it called? Sinking the lead bearing a little bit, bearing the lead a little bit with uh, telling you that Peter Jackson's in the episode. But the look on Augustine's face when he sees Peter Jackson, he loses his mind. And Peter Jackson, like again, like I said again, is the coolest fucking guy. Uh, so, what else do they need to know? Anything in listening to that interview that they that, that may confuse them? Um. About the interview? No. The only listening without seeing, I, I think you've you've said it, is that w- there there's a ruse going on in, in that you're telling Augustine to talk to the makeup art, artist about with the trip. So they're going to hear yeah. the, the, a little bit of that before Peter Jackson enters. That's, you're also you're also going to hear a really horrible audition version of me okay. auditioning for Peter Jackson. That but is not the one that is online. That was the one that in the moment I I that's why I'm not. Uh, in his movies is I choked in the moment. I can do it in front of my crew 12 times and the funny one gets put out, but in mo- in the moment, I am not a good at auditioning. Yeah, so, but what, we can't reveal what you were looking like, right? No, we don't want them to know okay. that I looked like Gandalf. Well, <laughs> way to go. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I look like Gandalf, but uh, so yeah. No, here's what I would like to say about that interview is, uh, you're going to see things that if you are a fan and you know what it takes to make a movie or create everything down to a detail of a sword. That's or a very a, insightful comment. Or a creation of anything that was created by their creativity of Peter Jackson. You had such a good start to this. I can see well, it. I can see it spiraling a little bit. Yes, it's not you're, you're, no, no, no. You're, no. I'm just saying that everything that was created ever in these movies is at Weta. What? Then that is, by the way, is maybe this. If that is one of the smartest, cutest things said about this is that if you're a fan of art and the attention to detail, especially that would go into making a movie, which is exactly what you're saying. And but create. You see, yeah, you just said creativity a couple few times, and Paul and I picked no, up on I'm it, and we winked. I'm saying that, if, and it doesn't matter if it's a real fucking sword. Oh, if they're all real swords. You can curse, we can curse on it. Yeah. Um, no, they, it, it's a replication of a image or imagination. or. They're what? making real swords. I mean, that's a well, weird thing are. about that. Is they that, are, but they, they, it's, it <laughs> is a true... The beauty of it is that it's a replica of a, of a sword. No, but it's a real a sword. That's a, a real. That's a, that's a real sword. And that's a, and what I you know what I thought was cool about it, which I think you're also touching on, is that they're, and this is all about Weta Studios, is that they're married to the artistry of the small detail, which is so beautiful. You go there and you see these um, beautiful swords and swords and be like swords and just be like God, man. Like you could, like in Everything my head, I kept thinking. I kept thinking. Everything they create yeah. is it is a part of their imagination, yes. and that's what they do there. It's a shop. Yeah. That's why they call Weta Studios. That's what they do there. It's like Santa's workshop, kind of. It really <laughs> is. It really creating. is for fantasy. Yeah. It really is. It really is a badass shop. place. We we and, and it's amazing. Like and they were working back there, and they were creating every kind of. And uh, who, uh, Richard Taylor? Yeah, Richard Taylor. Yeah, Richard I mean, Taylor. They are constantly creating any kind of image, any kind of cr- character that they want. It's 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 extremely impressive, and I and I hope we show that enough on the show. Obviously, the show is not about profiling design studios, but but I hope we show that enough on the show. And if not, you'll hear that in this interview uh, because Augustine and Cynthia are both uh, wholly impressed by what is going on and what they've seen. So this is the episode. It is uh, 42 minutes. Like I said, if you like it, let me know, and we'll do more of these. What we'll just do is we'll post full interviews of cool people we meet. We'll obviously clear clear it through Travel Channel first. So we'll post full interviews of people we meet that we like 
and to promote the show, my show, Trip Flip, which we all work on, we all love, and we all want to last for 10 seasons. It is such a fun show. Like I said, we're in Okinawa, we're in Japan, we went scuba diving, we did, we worked with a monk, what do you, Kristen, yes? Did you mention what you're wearing right now? Yes, I'm wearing a kimono. Oh. Full kimono that I got at a Raikou. Ryokin. Ryokin. I got a, a Ryokin, and I had one of the most beautiful mornings of my life. I woke up at 5 in the morning in a full-blown panic. Typical wake up when you're on the road. It's you don't know where you're sleeping. You don't know where you are. You don't know why it's so dark. Why is the bed so hard? What are these feathers in my head? And I had a beautiful pool sitting outside. And I hope this just inspires you to travel. I had a beautiful pool, like a little Hot bathing tub. tub. Bathing tub that was outside. And I thought to myself, I got to fly today. Uh, I want to have a moment. One of those bathing moments. Naked in a tub. You always, and especially outside. And it's cold. It was like 40 degrees outside. So I get up at like 5 in the morning. I shower. That's customary here. It's to make sure you're clean before you bathe. It's, a, it's a very important. You, you didn't shower. You didn't shower. <laughs> clean before you die. I didn't. No. You're supposed to shower. I just, I just hopped in. That was my bathing for the day. I, no. I hopped in the tub. To. And so we... Uh, <laughs> so I... Uh, I, g- I got. Are you supposed to drain those? No, no, you don't drain them. They drain them. Keep playing, Kristen. That was beautiful. Well, I'm just I like trying that. To just, just. It does, it's not. You're not going to learn it now. There you go. So, uh, so I got in the tub and it was raining, and it was cold. And it was still dark, and I could see my breath coming off of me, but I, the steam of the tub, and it was such a glorious moment that I just was like, "This is why you travel. These moments right here, you're never going to forget." No one saw it. No one videotaped it. It was just amazing. And then we went to a Buddhist, uh, Zen Buddhist monk temple, the uh, Shu Koing. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he's coming to L.A. to be on my podcast. But we have a full 45 minutes with him leading us through a prayer and a... And a... This is so stupid. No, no, no. No, it sounds good. Keep no, going, Kristen. Keep going. No, Kristen. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's... I hope you hear Kristen. I hope this. I hope this is playing. Keep going, Kristen. I want. And no, so. Uh, not really um, tuned up. Kristen, you can't play the instrument anyway. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, I played it last night. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Finish your podcast. I'm gonna try to figure this out. All right. With all that, it's Peter Jackson. Enjoy it. Trip flip Sunday night, 8 p.m. 7 Central. Tune in Tokyo. Yeah. Then, and then we had lunch, and then we... Well, we helicoptered to a bluff where we had lunch. Yeah. And then from there, we took a car to do some speedboat... Speedboating. Speedboating on the river. And then I got my finger chopped by a Lord of the Rings sword. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Almost chopped off. Really? Almost chopped off. Fascinating. It was dangling. No, it wasn't. And then, uh... Tell him. <gasps> I hope it wasn't. I hope it wasn't a sword that we made, was it? Was it a? Uh, was it? Was it a? Was it a commercially available sword? Or I, I don't know. Don't, it, it, don't, don't, it, had, it had markings on it. It was. Yeah. It was Narsil. Yeah, but I'll oh, probably just some um, knockoff though. <laughs> uh, no, if, if it was our Narsil, your finger would have been chopped off completely. So. Exactly. That's what. I, it, right, but it would have been yeah. fitting. How if are it you? Was right? <laughs> <laughs> Give him a hug. Give him a hug. Oh, wow. <laughs> This man has provided you with a lifetime of joy. It's amazing to meet you. Oh my goodness. It's not really. Hi, I'm Cynthia. You know who this man is? This is Peter Jackson. He's the director. Oh, Bert! I'm so sorry! Of course you're Bert. I mean, all Berts just walk around. Oh my goodness. Yeah, how are you, right? I'm fantastic. I bet that. Thank so you for you're... letting us do all this. Oh, they, oh, so those aren't your normal feet? Those are actually kind I of... I thought that was one of the reasons why you came out here, because they picked the people the biggest, hairiest people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was oh, one. Okay, Instead so... of Bert asking us questions, you uh, just looked at her feet and was like... Yeah, you know, know. There, was a, there was a special little thing that you had to put your foot in. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, uh, is that, are, they, are they comfortable? They're quite comfortable, actually. Quite the silicone comfortable, yeah. The silicone is very nice to step on. Yes. 
But I can see how people could get really stinky feet with this. Yes, yeah. they do sweat. No, yeah. no, you, you, when you pull those things off, you sort of tip them up and it just drains out. Like is that what that feeling like is? It's like kind of squishy. Half a cup of half a cup of sweat. Are your feet out. kind of squishy? Oh, they're very squishy. It's like a little, you know. No, no, no. It's a foul thing. Seeing those things coming off and then they just get tipped up and it all just drains out. <laughs> That's pretty gross. And then you add a tea bag and you've got a nice cup of tea. It's actually. <laughs> <laughs> Secret formula. Is that the secret to your success? That's the secret to your success, isn't it? Oh my so this is oh a monumental, monumental moment. Oh yeah. You have the director of what is arguably your passion. Yeah. Sitting right next to you. Is it? Yeah. You're oh, never, yeah. you're never going to get this opportunity no, again. Never. Ask him everything you want to know. Okay. What was your favorite <laughs> moment filming? The um, Lord, of the, the, just the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Lord of the Rings trilogy, favorite moment filming. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even remember filming anything so long ago. Um, <laughs> hang on. Um, uh, well, I, I, uh, I think I like filming... Um, well, the, the, the day that I remember that I got a real kick was when we had uh, Theoden's Charge, the Rohirrim on, on the, in for the um, Return of the King, and we had a, uh-huh. 250 horsemen all with armour and swords uh-huh. and all on the hill and... You know, and uh, and that was kind of neat. That was one of those you pinch yourself. You look at that and you think, wow, right, right. Really able to do this. Now we just do CGI, unfortunately. So, but in those days, oh, okay. you actually had the real thing, and it was just pretty. It was impressive. Right. Um, but then I like filming. I mean, I always the stuff I always enjoy filming is in Bag End as well, inside Bag End, because I just love Bag mm-hmm. End so much. So, mm-hmm. so for we, both for both Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, I always always um, I always look forward to the you know the, the days of filming inside Bag End. The, the nice. Film. Where is where did you guys build Bag End inside of a practical like a soundstage? Because yeah. we went to the sh- we went to Hobbiton and uh, yeah no it was that, that, well, no the interiors um, the interiors are all inside the studio yeah yeah we we used the uh, we we built the interior you know it was in a stage and we uh, for the Lord of the Rings and uh-huh. then. Um, when we were done with the movie, I, you know, I asked the studio if I could keep the set because it was just—it was all you could break it down into pieces, you know, components and stuff. Um, but it was big; it was, it was yeah. all the whole interior bag end. Yeah. And so, because I liked it so much, I didn't because otherwise it would just get trashed. You know, they'd literally right. smash it up um, right. as they did with all the sets. So, I got to keep it, and um, and we built it. We built it in a, in, a, in, a, in a place that we have up the country. It's, it's, it's become our guest house. Uh huh. Oh, wow, bag really? end. And oh, then when, so when cool. we did The Hobbit, they, of course, the studio said, now you've still got Bag End, haven't you? We kept going, no, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not rip, ripping it out of our uh-huh. guest house, but you're going to have to, so, so we have to build a second one. So the uh-huh. one in The Hobbit is a, is a second one that we've now got that stored. Oh, wow. guess, second guest house. So who's going to get that one? I don't know. I, well, I've, I've got it at the moment, so um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 my, that's my backup Bag End, yeah. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Just in case I'm in need of, an, of another one. But we actually want to, uh, we want to build a museum, a... a, a um, like a, a movie museum down here in Wellington at some stage, and, and hopefully in the next you know two two three years uh-huh. get it done. And so we probably end up p- putting the real bag in set inside that, so people can walk through it. That's cool. Because I want to be you know because there's all the vacations in New Zealand you can go visit, but of course you know they are the vacations, and I, and we have so much stuff we've kept. Right, it's right. like it's bloody nicked, right. a bunch, bunch of it. He's bloody grabbed it. We we have we've kept a lot of things, and so we um. Yeah, we, we do want to be able to get those on display somewhere that people can see them and enjoy them and things. Right, so, I mean, you know. at this point, it, all this stuff so, is legendary, so mm. I, that, that would do well. A museum would do well. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's just somewhere that people can travel to see yeah. the, more than just the landscapes, which is cool, but the you know, costumes, props, some of the sets. You've been such a fantastic ambassador to New Zealand yeah. by showing it in these movies. What, in your next movie, Battle of the Five Armies, what, what locations do we not know about? That we're going to now find out about, and everyone will start going to. Um, the Battle of the Five Armies. A lot of it is set in round um, a set that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. That we built up on a hill in Wellington, um, Dale, which is this massive, oh, yeah. big set that we built, which is actually on. Um, it's not Google Earth. It's that other one. That, uh, um, is it Apple? Apple have got a, have got a, their version of Google Earth. You can actually see it. It was photographed, and you can zoom into it quite clearly. Um, um, but it's gone now. It was there for about a year, and we had to pull it all down. But we built like an entire city up on a hill up in Wellington, so we wow. did a lot of shooting up there. Which uh, that's gone, um, and I haven't kept that set, unfortunately. <laughs> have, we haven't got a warehouse big enough for that one. Um, and uh, we do a lot of stuff around Erebor. We we shot down the South Island. Um, 
I mean, a lot of the, the, the Battle of the Five Armies doesn't travel to a lot of new places. Yeah. It's the one of all the six movies. It's the one that doesn't actually have travelling and walking in it anymore. Wow. It's, it's there. They've arrived there in the last movie, and so. It, it all takes place in the area that they they landed in in the, yeah. in the last movie. Yeah. But so, did you feel the responsibility when you started making this that for the rest of history, people will see the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit through your eyes almost? Well, yeah. I mean, you're, uh, you you uh, can't help but be aware of that. I mean, it yeah. is a, it's a, it's it's you know it, it is tricky. It's I mean, it's one of those things of do you. Do you make a movie or do you not? Or do you let it be you know exist in purely in people's imaginations? Mm-hmm. But um, look, I, I mean, the reality is that the, the you know, in, in my way of thinking, is that the books are always there and, and and will always be there for all time. And there are a lot of people in the world that haven't read the books and will never read the books. Mm-hmm. Then the movie and that story is accessible to them now because it's because because it, it is a, it's a movie, so mm-hmm. they can see it. You know, it's like they. they and, and, you know, it, it also did the reverse. I mean, the, the, the book sales of The Lord of the Rings just went absolutely yeah. insane following the movie. So oh, yeah. more people, you know, than ever before read the book. So I think the two can exist. I mean, one's, you know, one's my imagination of it. And as soon as you open that, those pages and you start to read, you know, Tolkien's writing, you're into his, his descriptions, which aren't necessarily always the same as what we've got on screen. So, I think, you know, you've got two sort of parallel universes moving in step. When you were reading and you thought of Gandalf when you were a kid, is mm. this what you saw? I saw you, Bert. <laughs> where, 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 where were you? Why did we bother getting Ian McKellen? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> you missed a huge opportunity, obviously. <laughs> did you want to do a spin-off sitcom where Gandalf lets himself go and moves to LA to become an actor? You're the, you're the man. I could be. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying is I'm available. <laughs> you know, you've built such a yes. wonderful world here. Do you feel... Fulfilled in all the work that you've done, or do you feel like there's still more to be done? That's a big question. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge question. Have you figured out your life yet? Uh, no, no. I mean, look, I, look, I just, I guess, I, I see it from a slightly different perspective than you guys. I mean, you guys are. You know, reacting to the movie and the publicity and all the you know the TV ads and the trailers and mm-hmm. you're reacting to all of that. I mean, I'm in the sort of I'm in the sort of a little kind of bubble in the middle of it all, just making the film and it's, and, it's, uh-huh. and enjoying myself. And I just want to I've wanted, wanted to make movies ever since I was a kid, and so now I'm making movies and yeah. I'm doing what I wanted to do. And, and um, I kind of don't I don't sort of I don't I don't get a view of it from the perspective where you know everyone else views it from. I'm sort of just doing what I didn't want to do when I was 12 years old, basically. So I don't really think of lifetime things. I just hopefully I'll make a few more movies and see how long I can last. Any chance you're going to go back to horror? Um, Probably, yeah. I would imagine there's probably a very good chance we're going to go back to horror, yeah. Well, what's fascinating to me is you started off a big, huge fan of comedy, and your first few shorts were all comedy, like... Well, but, but, uh, yeah, but I'm splatter comedy, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gory comedy, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. certainly funny, yeah, certainly, certainly mm-hmm. humorous. Yeah. It's so interesting to me, because mm. uh, as a, one of the biggest stand up comedians in the US. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, up until the time you put that costume on, now. <laughs> now your career has kind of derailed a little bit. Uh-huh. Never mind. Never mind. This is the first time he's been recognized, actually. If you walked out on the street out there, God, you would have people flocking around you. Uh-huh. Then they'd realize you weren't Ian McKellen and get terribly disappointed in me. Yeah, I just uh, yeah. yeah, I know, I look a lot like him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's so cool. So, but yeah, so I, no, so I do think that, I mean, horror and comedy are, are bedfellows. I, I, I mean, I don't like horror movies that are, that are yeah. Totally nasty, straight, scary. I mean, I always liked it. I mean, I just think it's a bit of a joke horror, so I yeah. like to send it up. I can't help myself. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk to you about every movie right now. Yeah, uh, it's so crazy. Like King Kong, I went. I actually mm. went yeah, in the, the release date. I walked out and I saw that the night the night it came out. Mm. I, was, I was obsessed with King Kong as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and it was so yeah. cool because I I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Jack Black. It's so interesting when you when you cast these characters. These are all books or, or things you've read or, or seen as a kid. When you have Elijah Wood coming in as, as Frodo, do you look at him and go, "That is, that's him," or do you go, "Let's put some makeup on"? Um, Elijah Wood. Well, Elijah Wood was actually you know a, a, an exception because um, normally you do auditions and you casting you know for a, char- a character. So you know whether yeah. it's you know 
Theoden or, or, or Saruman or whoever it is, you know, you, you've got a mental image of what this person may look like, but mm-hmm. you can't, you never, you know, you're not trying to find someone whose face looks exactly like the person in your mind because it's against like the book, it's like, you know, everyone's going to have a different uh, right. view. But you, 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 you audition actors and somebody surprising walks in and and bring something to the to their audition and you go oh I hadn't thought of that but that's actually really interesting that person could be interesting so you're always looking for the for an actor who's going to kind of you know surprise you and actually go past what you're expecting but um, Elijah was different because he didn't audition he sent us an audition because we were only looking for English actors for Frodo we we just thought okay okay, Frodo's got to be English I mean he just has to be so we didn't cast in America at at all Um, we were only casting in London and we couldn't find a Frodo we we had actually probably auditioned about 300 young British actors. Oh, wow. Anyone, anyone that we know now that yeah. you'd be like... Probably, yeah. I mean, probably. I can't remember. The, um, Frodo, Frodo, Frodo. I mean, I mean, people like um, 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 Aragorn, um, Vin Diesel auditioned for Aragorn. Oh, Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Um, da- <laughs> da- um, um, Daniel Craig auditioned for Boromir. Um, oh. A few people that are famous now who weren't so famous then, you know, did, did audition for us and... They've gone on to have great careers. Um, unlike if they'd been in our movies, they would have, they would never have gone on to the heights that they, right. they are. So they probably made the right choice. But um, uh, Elijah, we, I'd only really known him from Flipper uh, wow. when he was like, when, what was he, 12 years old or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And somebody said, oh, there's a tape arrived, a VHS tape in those days. Um, this is 1999, probably, 98, 99. Um, VHS tapes arrived from Elijah Wood who wants to be Frodo and it was like what that kid from Flipper it's like the, the American kid oh no 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 that's not going <laughs> to and um, but eventually we, we, we you know we just weren't finding anybody we put Elijah's tape on and he was all dressed up in costume and he was doing some a scene from the book uh-huh. he'd filmed himself in, in his backyard and, and, um, because he was and, such and a huge we fan. never ever thought of it. Yeah, he was a huge, huge fan and we never ever thought for a second of Elijah we never ever would have uh-huh. dreamt of it and so he Sold himself, and we looked at it and thought, "Wow, he's actually pretty good. He's yeah. really fantastic." Yeah. And so he, you know, we cast him. He, he sort of, he, cool. you know, he's so that doesn't happen very often, but it does uh-huh. happen from time to time. So he, he mm. cast himself as a role, pretty much. Pretty much, he just oh, sent wow. him his tape and said, "Hey, That's great. how about me, guys?" It was like, "No, no, surely not." But you know, and he surprised us. Did you kill Sean Bean off on purpose? Because he dies in every movie that he's in. I would kill him off because he dies in the book. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but was he cast just to be killed off? <laughs> well, no, no, it wasn't. No, Sean Bean was cast because he's a fantastic actor. I mean, okay. I, I love Sean. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's, um, he's I wish great. I could work with Sean again on something. I've been trying to think of a bit. The trouble is being stuck in a Tolkien trilogy again. You can't. Yeah. You can't cast Boromir as another Tolkien no, character. No. So I'm sort of. One, one day I want to work with Sean again. He's, a, yeah. he's the sweetest. He's totally different to the characters he plays. Oh, really? And in his movies, he's the yeah. sweetest, sweetest, most gentle, sweet, nice guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. He yeah. seems like a very stoic man in all his movies and. Yeah, he's a good straight guy and he's just really there to help you. I mean, you know, what, what we try to do with our casting is to cast good, pe- nice people. I mean, that sounds silly. We can't try to cast actors that we like, who we think we can work with for two years, you know, because it's a long time. Right. Um, and you also want actors who are there to basically to, to collaborate that we're all on the same team, we're all making the same movie, uh-huh. and they, what, what can they do to help? You know what I mean? So Sean Bean, right. Elijah Wood, any of these actors, they, they come on to set, and it's like, well, what, what, what do you need from us? What can we do? How, how, how can we help you? Right. You know, and they're there, there to support you, which is great. It's, cool. not the, the, it's not the me show. It's, not, it's all about me. All about me. You know, right, they, right. They, those sorts of actors I don't want to work, work with, but, um, and I don't, I don't right. work with those people. We cast, you know, we've got good, right. good nice people who are just solid... Great actors who are, who are there to, to basically help make the film we want to make. Right, and Viggo Mortensen went through some oh, yeah. pretty great. Mm-hmm. Didn't he break his like break his thumb on one take and kept going, or his ankle? Uh, broke like his uh, toe. Yeah, broke K- his kicking toe. an orc helmet in the two uh-huh. towers. He, Aragorn, and it's in the it's in the movie because yeah. it was the only take. We only did one take, and he broke his toe, so we couldn't do any more takes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he kicks us. He kicks his orc helmet, and um, he must have kicked it because it was only a fiberglass thing. Uh-huh. But he must have kicked it very awkwardly, and, um, and he had a broken toe. toe. Then, uh, about that same time, because this is the two towers we were filming, about the same time, um, um, Orlando Bloom fell off his horse doing a shot. Or it actually wasn't even filming; it was just he was just riding around and fell off his horse and um, dis- dislocated a shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then the Gimli, the, the small Gimli, the guy, um, he dislocated his knee. So we had all three, and then, uh, then we had to film these scenes where the three guys were running across the landscape and, oh, and the two geez. towers at Aragorn and 
Gimli and, and Legolas are doing these running scenes, yeah. and they were and we were filming those straight after they were wounded. I mean, Vigo had his oh, toe wow. bound up, and Orly had his shoulder bound, and they were having to run. Right, just, I mean, they were good there. Oh, oh, troopers. Goodness, yeah. They, yeah, they pulled yeah. through. Oh. oh, my goodness. Oh. Who's the most fun on set? Like, out of all the actors you work with, who's the one you're like, I'm so glad we got him. He makes me laugh. Uh, it was a shame we didn't get you, because I'm sure you... Damn, I'm <laughs> telling you! Bert, I'm telling you! You would have taken fun to, a, to an all-new height. <laughs> I mean, you are, you are now, for, for reasons that you're probably not, not expecting, but... Um, um, oh, they all are. I mean, you know, Elijah is just a joy. He, he's just happy the whole time. I mean, I've never seen Elijah not happy. And so it is, it's infectious, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, when you're, when you're in, a, in, a, in a movie situation, it's like a... You know, you're, you're together in a very, very high-pressure, tense sort of environment. Tense in the sense that you've got your, everyone's spending a lot of money and you've got to hit your schedule and you've got to keep it going and you can't fall behind. So it's like it's pressure. And, um, you know, it, it's, and, and it's sort of... It, atmosphere gets infectious, you know. So, so I always try to be reasonably calm because if I start unravelling... That sort of gives permission for everyone else to unravel. But while I'm calm, it's like, well, gosh, Peter's really calm. I'm going to have to be calm too. You know, you actually are like a parent figure, really. But Elijah is like just a joy because you go on, you know, no matter how crappy you're feeling, you know, you say, oh, no, I'm really tired, or, or you know, I haven't got my head in this scene, or whatever. You're going to sit and Elijah's, hi, Peter, hi, but he's like, he's like this happy the whole time. So that's an wow. infectious kind of thing that, that's just a delight to work with. I mean, um, uh, but they're all. I mean, they're just funny. I mean, you know, Martin Freeman in The Hobbit. He's a funny, funny guy. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. he, he's, you know, he's just, just. It's, he can't stop being funny. I've seen those. He cannot stop. I've being seen funny. those screenshots where he's flipping off the camera constantly. Right. That's yeah. Bill Bell. Yeah, well, the private joke between the video diary yeah. guy and him that was like every time you saw him, yeah, <laughs> just flip him off. He, do, he doesn't it's normally hilarious. do that. He doesn't. doesn't he doesn't normally do that uh-huh. to, to, to anyone else. But it was a. With Michael, who was a cameraman, it became their own <laughs> private little joke. You guys need to see those. They're mm-hmm. on the internet somewhere. It's just mm-hmm. Bilbo flipping off the camera. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but Ian McKellen's a joy to work with. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, um, you know, you know, he comes on set and, and he and he literally has the book. He's the Lord of the Rings and or the Hobbit. You know, he's got the he's got the book and he's got in his robes a pocket in there that he can actually put the book into this pocket so that oh, 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 it, can, oh, oh, it might oh, still oh. be there. You know, and um, this is some, a somewhere, somewhere, yeah, 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 no, somewhere there's smoke. a pocket, or maybe it's his little bag, a little his bag that he wears around uh-huh. on his shoulder, and, and, and he just carries it around with him. And then you know, and if you're shooting something, he says, "Oh, hang on a minute," and he, and he puts the book. He says, "Well, Gandalf in the book, Gandalf says this," and, and sometimes he just comes up with ideas for lines that yeah, we haven't put in a script that are right. actually from the book. And you think, "Oh, okay, all right, okay, say that." Yeah, if you want to say that, that's it's cool. cool. Sounds cool. Any, any time Ian opens his mouth, it sounds cool. Yeah. So, um, right, exactly. Anything he says, you know. So. He, I've been having the hardest time. Recreating his lines. <laughs> no, your best to be the Gandalf that doesn't open his mouth. The, the silent, the Bruce silent Gandalf. Gandalf. The like curious one. Everyone's like, what's it? What's it going through his mind? Yeah, like Jordan Calzano and no, no, no. I think most people will think not much is going through his mind. I mean, that, <laughs> be, I think that'll be pretty apparent. But but you might you might get a bit of sympathy. I mean, you might get somebody you know giving you a few when I, when few I laugh, it rips the skin off my mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he's doing that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, I'm curious, and I don't know if there's a story to this, but it's it. I always love hearing the stories of how like Elijah Wood got the role of Frodo. Hmm. I'm assuming you had to go in and pitch yourself why you should direct, arguably one of the greatest stories ever told. What, what was the thing you think that that got you that no? Okay. No, 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 no. It doesn't really. I mean, I guess I, I've never been a director for hire. Like I've never been someone who sort of. You know, says, you know, can somebody hire me to yeah. make a movie? I've always just done the one films I want to. So we, uh, you know, we were um, Fran and I, uh, who I write with and partner. She, I mean, she and I were just wanting to do a fantasy film after we did the Frighteners, and um, we wanted to do a fantasy movie. Like, and I thought was thinking like something like Jason and the Argonauts, Simmons Voyages, Sinbad, the sort of films I, I grew up on, Harryhausen mm-hmm. um, films, and um, and then uh, we were thinking, uh, you know, we thought we'd be writing an original. Story, just like making it up, you know, some sort of a fan- fantasy film, and 
and um, and we were just thinking. We kept on saying, well, you know, that, you know, something along the lines of the Lord of the Rings. You know, you know how we always use it. So in the Lord of the Rings, they did that. We could do something similar. To, they, we always just use the Lord of the Rings as our kind of counter. And then we just one day we thought, well, what, what's happening with the Lord of the Rings? Is, mm-hmm. is anybody actually doing anything with that? I mean, we thought, well, someone's going to have the rights, and it's going to be impossible for us to get it. And cause we're just two New Zealand filmmakers at that point with no real track record at all, no big successes, and. So we called um, Harvey Weinstein at Miramax, who we were working with at the time, and he knew Saul Zantz, who was a f- f- famous producer who had the rights to The Lord of the Rings. And he oh, said, wow. well, I'll go, I'll go speak to Saul. And, um, and, and it just came about through that. So there was never any real you know, oh, yeah. fight to actually do it, like, like a job. It was like we just... It, it was a suggestion of ours, and we just sort of... It just, you know, the cards all started to fall into place. Fall into place, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Was, so, the, was the Hobbit planned out when you guys were talking about Lord of the Rings? Did you say, "Hey, let's"? Uh, well, yeah. Well, originally, I'll tell you what we. The very first time, the very first conversation we ever had with Harvey about all this was our plan. We suggested to him was, "Well, let's let's because we because we, we found out that Saul's aunt had the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. We had certain rights. He had some of the Hobbit rights, and he had all of the Lord of the Rings rights. Um, the Hobbit rights was also with the United Artists. It was sort of split. But anyway, we we said we said to Harvey. First conversation was. Um, what we should do is do The Hobbit first as one movie, just mm-hmm. The Hobbit, and then uh, if it's successful, you know, if, if a lot of people go to that, let's do The Lord of the Rings, which is way too too big for one movie, let's right. make it as two films. So it was going to be one Hobbit, two Lord of the Rings movies. That was our big plan. That we that was the first conversation that we ever had. And then Harvey went away, investigated, and came back and said, listen, The Hobbit's too difficult, you know, there's too many split rights, and you can't, one, one single person doesn't have all the rights, and mm-hmm. it'd be too hard to put it all together. But uh, well, let's do the Lord of the Rings instead. So we went to so the, we jumped straight to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh wow, that's mm. interesting. Yeah. What, what 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 kind of music do you listen to? Um, Beatles music. Yeah. It's all, yeah. all that. It's, I don't really know anybody else. Favorite Beatles song. Uh, depends on what day of the week it is. Yep, um, that's a hard one. Depends on what, well, literally what what you what mood you're in. I mean, I like a lot of the. Um, well, I, you know, I like a lot of the happy ones. I, I like um, Penny Lane, I guess, would probably be one of my favourites. Um, but then on other days, I like some of the John Lennon weird sort of stuff. I mean, you know, um, Nowhere Man. I mean, it's a gra- uh, um, I love um, Yellow Submarine just because we played it endlessly to our kids as they were growing up. Uh-huh. It's a silly song, but it's funny. So it makes, it makes you feel happy. That's cool. No, as a, as a you know. creative parent, how do you... Like, were there were there tricks in raising kids that you were like, this is really going to help them with creativity, like story time at dinner, or like was it like it's kind of a stupid question, but I have two kids, mm. and I and I and I yep. always try to instill the creativity. But you're you, you're wanting to use people use their imaginations, yeah. I mean, reading reading to them, and you know, until the point that they can read reading books to them and just telling stories and, and, and going through all these different books and allowing them to paint pictures. And it's amazing, kids, how they, you know, you read a book once and they want to hear it like, like 50 times, mm. yeah. you know, over and over and over again because yeah. they just, they, I guess there's a safety. There's one experience where they're wanting to know what's going to happen next and then there's the, sort of the knowledge of what's going to happen next and they want to just keep repeating it because they know what's going to happen next. It makes them feel like they're a little bit in charge of the world, maybe, because they can predict the future sort of thing, maybe. Yeah. But... Um, no, we had a lot, just a lot of art materials, a lot of you know, a lot of encouragement to just to be creative, and you know, just, kids are born. I mean, you can't really mould a kid after he's born. I mean, they, 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 you know, they they are created and <laughs> arrive, and they are what they are to yeah. some degree. To to some degree, yeah, they are what they are. There's such a you know, everyone's got different personalities, but you know, it's um. Do you think yeah. any of your children are going to follow in your footsteps? Uh, I, I don't think. I mean, they're not really interested. I, don't, I, I think they've, you know, again, I don't, you don't force anything on a kid. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think they're really interested. They're not, they're not interested in directing. They don't. I mean, they never. They don't ask me questions about directing or, or you know. But they, 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 you know, they, um, they certainly. I mean, our son's probably more interested in science. Our daughter's interested in, in photography for sure. I think she's. she's a terrific photographer. So, yeah. if anything, she might go in that direction as a stills photographer. You know, so taking her still photos, right. not not filmmaking. That, I don't think. I'm curious if we did New Zealand right because we basically followed your footsteps oh. from the movies. Yeah. But if you were to give me like five oh. of the places in New Zealand that are must sees, what would be what would be the five stops? Like like Queenstown. Well, Queenstown is obviously the hub of, of a lot of must-sees. You know, you're oh. there. You every day you can go off, off in different directions and see all sorts of interesting yeah. things. Um, 
I mean, one of my favourite locations, which is just a, another landscape entirely, which is which is not far from Queenstown, but it's a little bit of a journey. It's um, it's it's, it's an area called Central Otago, which is a place called Poolburn where we filmed Rohan, and it's just a, a, a huge right. landscape that goes on forever with r- big rock formations and kind of like prairie lands, undulating prairies with these massive big rock formations. And I always was, I was very very, very fond of Poolburn. There's a whole sort of a, an area, um, central Otago, between Dunedin and Queenstown, which you drive there, and it's mm-hmm. an amazing landscape all the way through there, because I'm really fond of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, you know, different mountains, um, up Mount, Mount Ruapehu, where we did a lot of filming, there's a ski resort up in the North Island. Um, you know, matter matter of, obviously, Hobbiton. You've, you've been, the, right. you've, you've been oh, to Hobbiton. Yes. I mean, we heard this story, is the story mm-hmm. true, that you flew over... Our, our location, Dave Comer, our location yeah. scout, did, did. He flew over, saw it, landed in the guy's backyard, and yeah. apparently he was watching a rugby game and really, really annoyed <laughs> that he was, you know, there was a rugby match on, on TV, the All Blacks were playing. What the hell do you want? I'm trying to watch some bloody rugby. You know, so he, <laughs> <laughs> that was the reception that Dave got. <laughs> and, uh, you know, wow. he says, but you're, you're we just, we just look, I'm, I'm here, I'm searching for locations for, for the Lord of the Rings. The what? The Lord of the what? Never bloody heard of it. <laughs> but he hadn't done it. Wow. Oh my god. He sure heard of it now. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that place is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. It's really, really good. No, they have done a great job. I mean, I'm, I mean, Russell Alexander, who's the son, son of Ian, was the guy who was watching the rugby game, his father. But Russell has just done an unbelievable, you know, unbelievable just work and just making it accessible you know making it an environment that people want to go to I mean we provided the set and and obviously built the set there but Russell's managed to turn it into you know an experience that people can really you know it's a a memorable experience oh yeah definitely yeah definitely We just went there yesterday, and it's it's right. already burned into my mind. You know, mm-hmm. you should have seen the look on his face when yeah. he saw it, and I knew we were meeting you. And I, I've, I've been waiting for this. So you knew? Long. Of course, I knew. Do you think I really was? I wasn't really just wandering past there. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I am, I'm terribly late. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. I've, ever since I've known him, he would not stop talking about wanting to work here. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Right. This just has oh, been dear. incredibly, yeah. just mind blowing for him. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Thank you. Definitely. So what do you what do you do? What, I, what, I if, do if, uh, if you were, if you were working here, what would you what what? what I do post production work. I'm actually yeah. uh, I work at a studio in LA right now, mm-hmm. and I do compositing and uh, 3D conversion. Oh, okay. So I think okay. we wow. might have actually done a shot for the yeah, Hobbit. Yes, yeah. you probably do. We yeah. do, we have sent out a few shots. But yeah. Sometimes we've had the camera's broken down and we've only shot one eye instead of two so we've had yeah, to get, exactly. get, get some shots converted yeah. so I, we, yeah. I work for Stereo D yeah okay Stereo so, D yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I work for them and I mean yeah. obviously coming here is would be fantastic um, and it's just a pipe dream you know right now yeah, we should to, um, to get there should arrange your little job interview with uh, with yeah. uh, Weta they're, they're always searching for people and actually yeah, having, a, having someone who's got some experience with um, converting to stereo would be quite handy. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's what I've been doing for the past five years. Right. So. Well, I'll just get your number. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have Are my cell phone. Agent? I'll text you. I'll get 10% of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> okay. right. Yeah. we got to right. pay, pay for this. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you'll be paying for that for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think. Oh, you just, I, I'm mm-hmm. sweating under this thing. <laughs> Imagine Ian on that. Imagine when you're out in, in, under the blazing hot sun in summer, like 30, like you know, hundred oh, degrees. These would be all my lines. Would we'll be like, okay, you guys want to get an adventure? I gotta go. Let's go. I'm, I'm burning up in this thing. Super hot. Mm. Yeah. What was Ian's audition? I can. I'll see if I can match it. Maybe take it a different direction that you never saw it in going. Hey, Ian, uh, we just we just met Ian for a cup of tea. We didn't audition them. You don't. Some actors you don't need to audition. You. Okay. They are Let me improv a scene. You, know, you, you, we would have to audition. <laughs> okay, I'm going to improv. I'll come into scene as a director. You tell me where I need improvement. Okay. Hey guys, anyone interested in going on a, maybe an adventure? Like, not long. It could get long. We're looking for. We're looking for a ring. Nothing. Well, I, I mean, have you, have, you, have, you, have you got interest in the banking system or, or being a car mechanic or something? I mean, is there, is there another is there another trade that because you might? Well, I could take it more British. You might want to take your 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 talents and, and, and <laughs> funnel them in a, in, a, in a different um, 
different direction, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with hosting for right now. I'm going to see the development over at CBS Productions. Maybe if that goes, we'll meet up then mm-hmm. and do something together. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Give us all advice. You'll be wearing this, I guess. So you'll you'll be time. pretty recognizable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this okay. is the sitcom. Is Gandalf goes to L.A. to become an actor and moves in with right. a final gorilla. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of like experience LA the same. It's amazing. I, I always thought I always thought LA d- dudes dyed their hair, but it's great that you've let, let, let yours go white. And, uh, right? Just, yeah, you're just being cool. Exactly. And so I know who I am, and that's why people respect me. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, who wants to go home for like, pizza? Hip- hipster Gandalf. <laughs> hipster Gandalf? But if you yeah. spend too much time in LA, they'll make him he'll have to dye his, dye his, his, his beard a different color. Yeah. yeah, I can great, incorporate I mean, some of the, like, that's a sick. Yeah. Fixed spring bikes. You need to be writing a fixie. Yeah, writing a fixie. fixie. Yeah, exactly. Skinny jeans. Do you remember your dreams? <laughs> not, not really. No, I, I, it's weird, isn't it? I'm one of those people where you have a dream and you wake up and you want to tell somebody, and within like minutes, it's just mm-hmm. evaporated. You know, I, I'm an evaporating dream do you dream person. In color. Um, I think so. I think color. I dream in colour. I, I, I don't. I'm not, so I'm not aware that I don't dream in colour. Yeah. I, I dream when there's music. Like a soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, well, you do. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned conversation. You mentioned people talking to you. you I mean, you, you, you actually have a, a yeah, musical like soundtrack music, going yeah. on. Yeah, I don't think I have that. <laughs> no, you 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 have you have big budget dreams. <laughs> we can't. I, I can't afford a soundtrack like, of no, my dreams. Crazy. Like, you're no, just crazy. that's right. No. No. I imagine once you got so involved with Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, you'd start dreaming about the. About the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, like you'd have mm-hmm. Noble Baggins just in your dream, like. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I do. I, and I seriously, every time yeah. I start shooting a movie, any movie, I, I all that I do is dream about being on the set of that film oh. until the the moment that we we stop shooting it, and then I, I my dream it, I dream about other things. So it's it's actually it's horrible because obviously in dreams you, things go wrong all the time. I mean, right. in my dreams they do. It's like you know everything is always going wrong. And I can't escape from it. I, I'm on the set shooting. I go home. I fall asleep, and all I, all that happens is everything goes wrong on the set all night long. All mm-hmm. my dreams. Then I wake up, and I've got to go back on the set again. And I, no, no, I, I, it's a hundred percent. Every time I'm shooting, I dream about that being on that film. Right, right. Yeah. But then they stop. They stop straight away. As soon as I'm, uh, as soon as I'm done with shooting, it's um, they, it just goes again. It's uh, I can dream about other things. <laughs> mm. I will sit and talk to you for three hours. So someone needs to cut me off. But uh, I do have a present that I would like to leave you guys with. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you wouldn't mind, I mean, mm-hmm. what can I, I would love to help. Oh! What, can, what can we do? This is an original copy of The Hobbit, and this is maybe get so Peter Jackson to autograph wow. it for you. Wow! <laughs> for these guys, Goodness. this is so. This is like. This is worth a lot, a lot, a lot of money. It is. No wonder your your budget's gone through the roof. That's why we're eating meat pies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have a have a look at. Look oh at my that. goodness! That, that that is these are incredibly hard to get. Wait, this is, is this a, an old? This is like yeah. This is one of the original editions. I mean, it might be no. second, second edition, like nineteen thirties. Is it probably thirties, forties? The jacket. It's um, incredibly. I can, tell you, I can tell you what our budget was because <laughs> we spent all of that. Yeah, oh it's an amazing thing. Would you please sign this for me? Jesus Christ, I don't want to spell your name wrong. In the credits, in all the credits I've been in, my name has been spelled wrong. Well, so why, I why don't feel... you write on a bit of paper? I, the, the writing in that thing there, and, and I can't just tear out the page and have, a, have another go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's just get a bit of paper. Yeah. I'll make one magic loop here. <laughs> paper! Has somebody got a bit of paper? Oh, look, there's, there's a post-it over here. We, we could just write on the wall somewhere. No, Peter. Get that post-it. It's your favorite book of all time. Here we go. Paper. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Wow, this is a very, very good bit of paper. Now, do you want to just write? I'll, I'll hold the book. Yes. You write. Write what, exactly what you want to do. Well, just write your name and spelling. Yeah. So that I don't get it wrong. I'm a, I'm not a good speller at this time people's names. A-G-U-S-T-I-N. I like that you're making sure that your name is spelled right. Oh, of course. <laughs> Just first name will be fine. A-G-U-S-T-I-N. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuban Cynthia out of the book. He's like... He's like, just to me. I don't know how this is working out. Cynthia. Are you sure this is like... This is you. Do you want your name written down? This is you. 
This is you. This is you. It's okay. You guys, I'm not going to. I'm not going to interfere in this particular little fight. You guys, where's it all out? Just to you, honey. Okay, we'll do it just to you. I've never signed one of these books. I mean, I've signed hundreds of Hobbit books. I've never signed one of these. One of these. I don't want to get it wrong. I put it where the Hobbit was titled. That's really nice. So just the first name. Just A G U S T A N. A G U S T I N. How can that go wrong? Exactly. Like okay. I said. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. U.S. A-G-U. S. S-T-I-N. I-N. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Cynthia. Okay, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. One day, hopefully, if you have children together, you can read them The Hobbit out of that book. Yeah, I will. I, well, right I now, my dog's going to get this to me. <laughs> <laughs> just going to read this to my dog. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I always have a hard time when I'm signing autographs too, Peter. Bert is one name I can spell. <laughs> a simple name. Oh. And it's what is it? September September is it? I can't only figure the time. It's the date. It's the last September, September, well, just September. It's September will do. It's September 2014, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was it was the last time I looked anyway. So. You guys are crazy. I should sign my name, should I? How do I spell my name? I'm a bit of a Now would be a really good time for me to ask, have I done a good job this trip? Yeah, you've done a good job. I can't you've even joke about fantastic. not. Yeah, I know. It's not even funny right now. It's such a good job. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's why it's an hour special. Hold on the right way. Oh, my goodness. Pop your little spelling thing in there, just in case you, you forget how, how to spell your name. Oh my goodness! There you go. Oh my goodness! Thank I, you, I, Peter. I don't know who's pen pen this is. Yeah. It's yours now. It's mine now. I'm just going to take it. Yours now. Thank you. Thank right. you so you're much. Very very welcome. Really very very welcome. We're hugging it out all around. You've made him the happiest man in the world. I can't even do that. This is very very easy. I just have to come and sit in a chair and just have to hang out and be kind of stupid. So are you? How long are you? We're leaving on Sunday, apparently. I think tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Sunday, is it? Tomorrow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, but it's been so much fun. Yeah. I really want to move down here to New Zealand. Well, we, we, I mean, um, somebody, with, um, somebody with the skills you have, it's, 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 it's possible. Well, then there you go. Yeah, we'll have to try to cut him out of the loop, though, somewhere. We'll, we'll just you know maybe what, have a secret code. Don't, but, um, don't, we're going to be getting inundated with VHSs of me in my backyard. <laughs> just once a month. Well, I mean, I know that I know that quite a few people do. But, but uh, yeah, just keep them, make, make sure they're not too, not too adult in their nature, won't you? <laughs> I've heard about your, your VHSs in your backyard. Uh, <laughs> you stole <laughs> my lip! <laughs> right, okay. Also... I forgot to mention this. With the map comes a key. It's a very small, curious key. Here it is. Don't lose it. I'm ad-libbing a little bit. Don't lose it. Keep it safe. Put this key... I'm going to ad-lib a little bit on this. Yep. Just go, I make it mine. Yeah. If I just do the words, I'm doing Ian McKellen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to use the words and then... Okay. Okay, just go with it. Just go. Also... With this map comes a key. Very curious key, a small key. Keep it with you at all times. I suggest a nice piece of leather wrapped around the neck with a keyhole right through the top. Make sure it's on you at all times. Did I mention don't lose it? And the map, don't lose that either. If you lose the key but have the map, it's no good. And if you have the key but you don't have the map, then where are we? Keep the key. Look, here's the deal. <laughs> the key goes with the map. Okay? They're a two part thing, like peanut butter and jelly. If you don't have the key, the map's useless. And if you don't have the map, well, the key's useless. So, keep this key and keep. Maybe I'll give the map. 
Maybe I'll give the map to one person and the key to another person, and then you guys hang up. Sam, come here. Sam. <laughs> All right, now, you guys hold on to the key and the map. Do not lose each other. This is a bad idea already. I can already see someone going off to get something to drink and losing the map. All right, here's the idea. Go down to the supermarket and make a copy of this key. <laughs> Take this key. You don't make five copies. Give them to everybody. And then I want you to commit this map to memory and keep the map. But now we have five keys and we got one map. Can anyone take a picture of the map? <laughs> Someone has a picture of the map that really helped. You know what? I'm a magician. Bam, another map. Okay? We got two maps, five keys. Proto. Do not lose this key in this map. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go freshen up. I'm hot as hell in this outfit. Okay. Did I tell you about the ring? It's all about the ring. Uh, I'll get back to the ring. And scene. That, that, that deserves a... Well done. Well Thank done. you. <laughs> that needs to get sent out. That's what you deserve. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.